Welcome to the Between Brothers podcast. We have, of course, as always, the Chancellor of Charisma, Zero, in the building. We have the Duke of Debonairness himself, Lando, in the building. Man, it has been a very, very special week. Very special week. A lot of things have pissed me off this week. You know? One thing that pissed me off this week, or I'm going to get to it later, but I don't like it. I don't like it for the podcast. I don't like it because y'all pissing me off. But first of all, as usual, zero. How was your week? It was okay. Um, finally got out. Finally got from in front of the computer after doing it all week last week to finally go out onto the field. Um, we did a routine maintenance on fire hydrants. Um, we sealed a hole on a broken, um, broken water pipe, um, deep in, I think it's in Deep Creek or Bowers, Bowers Creek, I think it's what, no, Bowers Hill in Chesapeake. Um, yeah, got to, got the slot, yeah, got to, uh, dig up some dirt to put in a, uh, to put in a sample a water sample station um and um got to put in a couple fire hydrants other than that it's like you know everything has been good it's like finally got out into the field um i was on standby all weekend but they didn't have to call me in to do anything but you can't call anybody in when it's raining so it is what it is i got a got a Got paid eight hours for basically sitting at home, and um, yeah, that's that's pretty much about it. Oh, okay, that's what's up. That's what's up. Okay, well, I said a lot of things pissed me off this week, but um, that's going to be the topic of the podcast. So I'm going to tell everybody how my week has gone outside of the things that pissed me off. Mm. Um. <clears throat> Man, you know, it's just uh, it's one of those things where <clears throat> you realize that you're so blessed, you know, um, in so many aspects of life that, you know, you really don't even know how to feel sometimes. Like, you know, it's so, you should be so full of joy, you know what I'm saying? And I am. Like I said, things things piss me off. We're gonna discuss it later, but um, or coming up. But you know, we we've uh, I feel really good about kind of the some of the things that um, we have going on as a as a as a podcast. Um, some things that I have going on as a you know employee as well as an entrepreneur um, that you know are going to come to fruition. 
Um, one good thing that happened. Um, I don't even think I did. I discuss it last time, last week, how uh, we got news that we we should be closing on the house soon. Yeah, you said that last week. Okay, so you know, but a couple good things. Um, you know, it, it seems like everything is going to be smooth sailing from here on out. So that was good. Um, you know, the, the house, the house has a swimming pool. So, you know, that I don't, I can't swim, but you know, it, it'll be cool for the kids. Uh, both of, both of my children, Lincoln Lollipop can swim. So, um, I'm embarrassed. Yes, I am. I mean, you could float. No, I don't even think I can do that. I don't know how to do that. I should say you should. Um, it's, it should come natural. You built like a buoy. <laughs> no, I'm not actually. But um, but they, you know, the kids have been good. Um, you know, things things have been very good this week. Um, you know, at the new job. Um, so I got. Those who don't know or might might have not heard, you know, I left the car business. I was selling cars for five years, then um, transitioned to a new job that where I should make, it's another sales job, but I should make the same money or even more. And I'm working about 20 less hours a week. So, um, so you know, just, just, and then being able to put more energy into, you know, um, some of the business, uh ideas that i have and you know also putting being able to fund those things as well so i'm just really excited about that um and you know uh saw my first check it was it was it was a solid check and it was good because it was like i only i only sold for like three days on that check you know what i'm saying so it's like oh that's that's a nice check so i'm looking forward to you know a full month's check or a full several months check you know um check the next several months checks but um and of course the podcast is going to grow you know like i said with us um getting the house you know me and zero going to be able to do the podcast together you know in the same room where the energy is going to be completely different so i'm just excited to give a better product um this time next month hopefully um but but yeah man but uh outside of that you know we we usually talk about what we're going to talk about on the podcast and um zero called and was like yo like what are we talking about i said a lot of things pissed me off this week and i i want to talk about those um but i'll bring it up on the podcast so this is a true pop the trunk production um and we're not going to talk about no sports you know not a whole lot of stuff with pop culture we're talking about life today um and we've I actually from what i've noticed in our in our listenership these are actually the the more popular episodes that we've had so um and we're not trying to be no motivational podcast or nothing like that but or you know educational podcast but you know sometimes you got to talk about real life so what i what do i mean by that and what pissed me off and all of these things tie together all of these things tied together. So um, I'm pissed off that and I'm pissed off because I am so tired of people expecting to get the world 
everything they desire in life, but don't do anything to deserve that quality of life. What do I mean by that? So it's like sometimes I understand what your job pays you to do, but sometimes taking one extra step can take you so much further in life than doing the bare minimum. So this, this is the most recent example I can think of. So the Duchess ordered IHOP for breakfast from DoorDash. Mm-hmm. I, had, I don't use DoorDash. I stopped using DoorDash a very long time ago because uh, they pissed me off. And it's, it was the same problem every time. So here's here was my problem why I stopped using DoorDash. So I would order two of the same thing because generally my children would order the same thing. So let's say it's uh, two chicken sandwiches. They would order two chicken sandwiches. I would put in two chicken sandwiches. What would show up? One chicken sandwich. This happened three times. The way I see it, it's three times too many. This is like, uh, man, yo, people make mistakes. Yes, that's a that's a mistake that shouldn't be made. So, so what do I mean by that? So now these people are like, yo, you got to give your tip. They, these apps tell you to tip these people up front tell you to tip these people up front. They don't do their job and they still get my money. They, because what, what DoorDash will do is refund me everything but the tip. Or refund me for just the food. They won't refund me my service. They wouldn't refund me my service charge and the tip. I don't know if that policy has changed since then, but that's the, uh, that's the policy that was when I was on there. Uh-huh. Um, so what happened today? Duchess ordered some food from my house. Basic stuff. Come to that house. There's absolutely the the order's completely wrong. The order's completely wrong. And it's like, how do you mess that up? All right, so several people failed on this. Who failed? First of all, IHOP failed. Because you have an order, you set the order, you make the order, you label the order, and then you keep it pushing. The DoorDash person failed because they didn't check to make sure that they were getting was the right thing. But you got my tip, though. You got my money, though. It don't take no time to open a bag and make sure that it's pancakes instead of French toast. Like, what are we talking about? And I'm just using Grubhub or not Grubhub, DoorDash as an example. But you you get this all the time where it's like, yo, people expect um to get to live a million dollar lifestyle just because they see it on freaking instagram 
or Facebook or Twitter or Snapchat or whatever the hell social media people using nowadays. But they got a minimum wage work ethic. And, and I'm like, like, um, you know, I, I, you know, I've, I've talked about like Chick-fil-A or whatever. Uh, it, you know, it is what it is. I don't really care for Chick-fil-A as far as this immaculate customer service that people claim that they have, nor the food is it's all average to me. Um, but like, how is it possible that that's what you like you feel entitled to that like you feel entitled to like like i said i gotta tip you before you show my food as far as the doordash versus concerned usually what i do i do zero tip and give them cash mm-hmm. if you show up with my food on time you get cash this person show up with my food i check my food when you pull up and then here's the thing they're not obligated to go back and get your right your food correct and it's like, so now I have the wrong food. I'm still hungry. And all you're going to do is give me a, a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A refund that's going to take three days to get in my bank account anyways. So let's say, for example, it's my last $20. I can't even use the $20 that y'all took from me to get more food. And like it's like nobody's responsible for anything anymore. Um, so before I go any further, zero the the mentality of wanting high lifestyle, but low low energy for that lifestyle. Make that make sense to me. I can't. Um, Because the issue is, like you said, they see it on social media all the time. So they see that the bare minimum, yeah, they're not really doing much of anything. So folks believe that, well, this person that I watch all the time isn't really doing much of anything. So maybe I can do the same thing. It's like folks, like, you know, the ongoing joke, whenever uh, we go to a restaurant, when we go get fast food or something, and let's just say something basic. Let's get a Big Mac. Let's get a Big Mac meal. But I don't want pickles. And then you get the Big Mac and we get pickles. And then we look at the burger, we look at each other. It's like, but they want $15 an hour though. Yeah. If, if you can't, it's like, if you can't get, if you can't get leaving an ingredient off, like, why is it that you think that that bad customer service should get you? the maximum amount of dollars that you think that you deserve when your work ethic shows that you haven't done anything that you don't you you don't do what's needed it's like i've had that actually with uh i've had that issue with doordash 
and this, and I never get my food. It's like I'll order something and I'll I'll be waiting for the order and it says the driver arrived and the driver is getting my food and then all of a sudden it says the driver canceled so they're looking for another driver it's like but they said they got my food and they're on their way like mm. wait 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 so who has my food yeah. why, why, why did this is like why did this driver just disappear off of a because you know you can watch them too on the app if you feel like it. Why did their car just disappear? Then a car coming from Suffolk is talking about, yeah, this is the person that's gonna come and get your food. Now I gotta wait an hour and a half for you for that car to also disappear for another vehicle. Like it doesn't make sense to me because of the fact that folks really believe that the minimum amount of work needs to be done. Well, I don't the thing I really don't want to use is the millennial thing because it's always been said by with millennials, they were always told that they can get whatever they want because they want it. And then don't understand that it takes hard work to get it. It doesn't mean it's like it doesn't matter if you want it. If you don't work hard to get it, then you won't get what you want. But because but because um and i don't want to sound like that guy but it just seems like because of the fact that um folks got everything that they wanted without having to put in the work because it's what they wanted and they decide and they ultimately received it they think that when they enter the real world it's the same thing i want it so i'm going to get it so you're going to give it to me well you got to put the work in who said I had to put the work in? I said I wanted, so give it to me. Yeah. So I was um selling jewelry. Might have been 10 years ago at this point. And I was working with this girl, and she goes, and so I'm like, hey. You know, let's get on the front. Let's, you know, try to get some customers in here. She says, I got to get paid for me to get on the front. I said, well, huh? That's how you like, get paid. That's how you get paid. She goes, no, show me the check first and then I'll do, then I'll do the work. And that's, you know, she's a few years younger than me. And I said, I just don't understand that. Like, why? Why am I? Why would I pay you if you're gonna show? If you're gonna show up to get a check for some work, you can take the check and disappear, and I'll never see you again. So you know, like that's pretty much. I understand why jobs make you wait two weeks to get to pay you. you yeah, make sure you work. Yeah, they pay that you check two weeks up front. If they give you an advance. You know what I'm saying? You're going to be like, yo, well, shoot, man. Uh, uh, I got my $1,500 for these two weeks. I'm good. Exactly. They look at that check and be like, oh, well, this is what I'm going to be getting. Maybe I should stick around. Or is this all that I'm getting? Let me just go ahead, take the money and run. Yeah. And um, and I'm just like, yo, like we, like, I don't understand, like the, like I said, the entitlement that you get, like, for example, the $15 an hour in, in fast food. And whatever, it's like why? 
So you think you should get paid $15 an hour just because you can't live on minimum wage? Like, not because you work harder than everybody, not because you're an excellent employee, not because you go above and beyond, is because you can't live off of it. I, it's not my job for you to live off of it. As a CEO, it's my job to, 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 to create jobs, to create wealth, to create income for myself. That's why I built this company. It's not like, I, I don't understand that. So it's just like, and I'm not saying that, I'm not saying like as Astra Media grows, I'm going to be paying people minimum wage. I'm going to be paying people no money. Matter of fact, I'm the guy who's probably going to overpay because of because I know what it's like to live in poverty. Mm-hmm. But the problem is I'm not going to pay you if you're not working. Like, okay, yeah, you know what? I my starting starting salary, 60 grand a year. Okay, bet. I'm 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 one of those. I'm I believe in high higher slow fire fast. Man, this this person ain't producing at all. At all. I'm I'm looking at performance. All right, man, you know what? This just ain't gonna work out. Like at the end of the day, this is just just what it is. And, you know, of course, DoorDash and Uber and all the other stuff, you can't, they, they just put anybody on, you know what I'm saying? So you get people like that. And, you know, you, you've been in the Uber, you got people who got mints, you know, in the back, they, they really designed, they they bought a car for Uber, you know what I'm saying? Like they're invested into Uber. Then you got people who sleeping in their car doing Uber. I ain't going to say no names, but yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, yo, but you you just doing it for a check. You know what I'm saying? You're not doing this because you wanna you wanna help people, you wanna make a need or you wanna create a need. All you're here for is a check. So it's like, yo, so check yourself somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that I I'm just sick and tired of this mentality that people um do things and they like, oh yeah, well, you know. Or because they feel like they work hard. They feel like, all right, well, shoot, I should get everything. Like, there's times where you might work your behind off. And this is why I learned in sales and why I love the fact that I went into sales. Uh So I have a car. I have a a guy, guy or lady. Actually, it was usually ladies. Come in to buy a car, right? Uh, you know what? Hey, you know, I'm looking for this card. This is my monthly payment that I need to do. I bet. Um, sometimes they won't know what, they, what kind of car they want. So I'm just going to use that example. So it's like, hey, I, I really want an SUV. I have two children. You know, I need the size, the space, all this other stuff. Okay, cool. Um, you show them a car. They, you show them a car. They like the car. You test drive the car. You do a multitude of things. And um, you get, you get, they're like, hey, if you can get me to this payment, I'll buy this car. Mm-hmm. So I bet. Um, you can't get to the payment. Why? Because they don't have the credit to get to the payment. Matter of fact, 
they can't get approved. You want, you know what happens in the car business? You can't just get another customer. You got to sit with your customer until you either get an approval or the or the the um the the management tells you, yeah, we can't get her done. Okay, cool. You know that process can take two hours sometimes. So the first process I said takes two hours. Then the other process takes another two hours. They can't get approved. We've tried everything. You've worked for four hours with one person. You didn't see four other people sell, sell customers within, within the four hours that you've been with this customer and you didn't get paid. Lando, how is that a good thing? Well, it teaches you that you can do a lot of work for one thing and not necessarily get an immediate check for it. It teaches you perseverance because guess what ends up happening? Your next customer, they walk in and it might not even be the next customer, but there is a customer that's gonna come in and is gonna say, hey, I want this car, I'm okay with the price and we're gonna keep it moving. And it's, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh shoot, man, I made this $3,000, $3,000 front end deal. I'm making X amount of dollars on this one car. It's a $5,000 front end deal. I'm making X amount of dollars on this car. Boom, bet. Made up for all the hours that you put in with all the people who either couldn't buy or might've been just, um, you know, certain cultures like to negotiate and they're giving you stupid prices. Oh, I want $10,000 off the car. Me, I didn't really waste too much time with them. Okay, goodbye. Uh You know what I'm saying? But like, I love the fact that you can actually be with somebody for an extended period of time and it really don't come out the way it comes out. Why do I love that? Because that's life. That's what real life is. You can, matter of fact, matter of fact, just just on, on some real junk, I remember praying every single day for my mother to be cancer and she didn't. Our mother to be cancer and she didn't. Like sometimes it don't work out the way you want it to. But you gotta live with it. And that's just what it is. Um, uh, so my question to you is, where is the, like, why is there no sense of urgency? And I, I'm not going to put it on millennials. Not going to put it on millennials. I'm not going to put it on this generation or the next generation or the generation after that. I'm putting it on people in general today because older people do are like that. We work with older people who are like that. And we work with younger people who are like that. So it ain't a generational thing. There are just some people who feel like just because they were lucky enough to be born on this earth, that they should just get whatever the hell they want because they want. So where does the entitlement come from that you believe? And also, where do you, um, like, do you see it getting better or do you see it getting worse? Um, I don't know where the sense of entitlement comes. Well, more so, it may be because of the way that um, the way the household structure may be, like you know, like you said, you prayed every day for our mother to beat cancer, and unfortunately, she didn't. 
but we had to we had to learn how to put in the work to get to where we wanted to get to because in the stru- in the structure of the home it was more so you um if you didn't if you didn't uh, do what you were supposed to do then you didn't get what it is that you wanted to get more so than anything when it comes to folks nowadays it's like <laughs> i feel like it's the it may be the structure more so but um i uh i believe I don't believe that it will get better because of the fact that um, how um, because of the fact that how uh, folks believe that things uh, how thing that things should be given to them because it's like it like you said, it's not just millennials because everybody does it. Well, I'm here, so I should get it. It's like I don't. It's like should I really have to work hard for this? Like I'll do what I need to do, but I'm not gonna. But if I don't get, if I don't get what I, if I don't get what I want, even though the work you're trying to put in is minimal, it's like nah. I'm just gonna move on to the next. They want. It's like it's like a. Folks want to get rich quick, and they will do it by the smallest means possible. It's like, like playing the lottery. I'll, 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 I'll spend this. Uh, I'll spend this ten dollars and hope that I make the mega million. And I'll do mm-hmm. that every day. I'll do that every day until, um, until I actually hit it. And it's like. It's like you're not gonna try to get it from the mutt. No, I'm not. I'm. It, that's too much work. I I much rather go to the Seven Eleven and get this ticket. I much rather go to the Sitgo and get this ticket. It's like I I do also believe, like I said before, it's the um, the structure in which folks uh, come from when it comes, especially when it comes to the sense of urgency and hard work, because if uh. Because now, because if you look at it, it's like if Dad didn't put bring in any money, we didn't eat. If we didn't put in if we didn't if we didn't work hard and bring in what it is that we needed to bring in in order for the household to to uh, function correctly. You didn't eat. You didn't have. It's like you didn't have that. Sen- the folks don't more so don't have that sense of sense of urgency, especially like when they see or more so kids that grow into it they don't really they don't really care too much about the or really don't learn the sense of urgency because it's always the old adage we do we try to give everything to our kids that we didn't have and we're putting in all this work and the only thing that they see is the benefits that are reaped from us putting in the work mm-hmm. So when they see the the when they see when they're when they're reaping what we're sowing, they just feel like, well, 
I'm going to get it anyway because mommy and daddy, mommy and daddy would get it for me. They don't know the, uh, they don't know the, the, all the stress and the, uh, and the work that we put in to get to where we want, where the, to get them what it is that they want and need. And then even as parents is like, you don't instill that hard work into them either. You know, yeah, I, well, yeah, I can't, I can't speak for all parents, but it's like, it also has to be instilled as well, because when you don't show them that sense of, ur- we don't give them that sense of urgency that at some point when you're out there on your own, you're going to have to grind to get what it is that you, to get what it is that you want is not going to be handed to you. Then you come up with folks that think that well because i used to get this back then i it should stay the same and don't understand the struggle Mm. but that's just how i feel about that that's that's the best way i can answer that so here's so i i have a we have a relative um i was talking about i said yeah you know i'm gonna put i'm gonna put link in box and she goes, no, don't do that. I was like, why not? She goes, you know, like no boxing, no football. Like, you know, they can get head injuries and this and the other. And I'm like, first of all, I don't, if he was, if he was a good boxer or a great boxer and he became a professional, then that's his, that's his choice. But, you know, my son is 14 years old. He, you know, um, Errol Spence is 15 years old, so maybe he might end up being a prodigy like that. But, um, you know, he didn't come up in boxing. But I wanted to, I wanted to put him in boxing because, it, quite frankly, it taught me, um, you know, a lot. And um, and also, he's, he's, he's kind of entitled. And I want him to be able to feel the pain not not necessarily of somebody punching you in the face but the pain of having to train for something have to go through adversity and build that dog up in him because he doesn't have a dog and my lollipop has a dog but it's a puppy you know what i'm saying but i think she has a puppy because she was in things that were a little bit more competitive my son has necessarily never been in really competitive stuff, mainly because of me being in the car business for or in that time frame that you would put your children into that. I just worked too many hours to put them in it. And of course I was divorced. And so speaking of divorce, that is what leads me into one of the other things that pissed me off. So, I had, I, I called my, my ex-wife and she's like, and while we were talking, so she was like, Hey, um, I'm picking up link Kim, um, from school, whatever. Cause he had an SOL and I was at my job, so I couldn't pick him up. Mm-hmm. But so she went to pick him up or whatever. She was like, well, I got caught. So for her, now her second husband she's going through a divorce with and she's like i got caught so i'm gonna take him with me so okay cool 
She takes them, goes back. She was like, hey, can I pick up a lollipop from the uh, from from the house? Because, you know, um, it's because I'm off tomorrow. I'm like, yeah, OK, cool. So then I call and I, so I was like, well, look, if you're going to pick them up, Link has not been doing his schoolwork when he's at your house and his grades have been suffering for it. So if you need to make sure you stay on top of him with that. She's mm. like, okay, got you. She was like, I didn't know. I kind of just took his word for it. But I'm like, yeah, no. So, yeah. so, and, he, and so I call it later and I said, hey, you know, we, we bought a house. We're moving um, here. And um, these would be the schools that Lincoln Lollipop would go to. She goes, well, why can't he go to school over here? And so I said, well, why would he go to, why would they go to school there? She goes, oh, well, I thought that the um, arrangement that we had was just going to be for the, the school year. Why would you think that? She goes, well, I'm not sure. Wait, what? I'm like, I'm like, I don't understand. So she goes, well, um, was there anything else you need to talk to me about? I'm like, nah. So she calls me maybe a couple hours later and goes, hey, there's some things on my mind I wanted to discuss with you. Okay, what? Well, I want to talk to you Sunday, today, recording, recording on a Sunday, as we do every week. Yeah. For those who don't, or who, who maybe listen to us for the first time. And she goes, so I'm like, okay, bet. Keep it moving. So, of course, the conversation was never had because she wasn't there when I picked the kids up. Mm-hmm. So, so she, so I have a conversation with the children and I'm like, what, what's going on? So they're like, yeah, mommy said, you know, that she wanted to, you know, ask if we want to stay with her and this and the other. And she was like, oh, you know, now that I'm working and, you know, because of my schedule, like we can go and do things like on a regular basis and this is and the other. Zero. My ex-wife has not had a job consistently ever in her life. You've seen it because I was with her for nine years. I was with her for for a third of my life. I remember because I was there. So she has a job at a Starbucks. She's been working there for 29 minutes. And she's acting like she's going (laughs) to do all this cool stuff with the kids. Now, why do I say that? Listen to my ass. Why do I say that? Because she wasn't doing none of that extracurricular stuff when she had all the time in the world. So why would you do it? My children have complained about her sleeping all day, sleeping off hangovers, because she has a drinking issue. And yeah, I'm putting her business out there like that because I don't give a damn. I don't got no business to put out. Lando ain't got no drinking problem, no drug problem. No smoking problem, no alcohol problem, 
no, 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 uh, no whore problem, no woman problem, none of that. I ain't perfect, but I ain't got none of them problems. But you are definitely. And that's why I ain't got none of them problems. <laughs> Recognize. <laughs> so, you know, sleeping off hangovers, multitude of things. I want people to understand how I got my, uh, the custody arrangement where my children stay with me all week and go to their mother's house on the weekend. Cause it used to be, uh, they were at her house for three to four days a week and my house street. So we pretty much had them split. How did that happen? My ex-wife was leaving her children. She has four children, my two and her youngest two to go see a boyfriend that she had for eight to 10 hours a day while my children were left to raise her children. My children got tired of it as they can move in with me. And it happened. My, my son, again, he is not the best student. So his grades have been kind of up and down since he's been here. My daughter has gone from a C student to an A student. So I'm like, what, what do you have to offer that you believe that our children are better off living with you in a room than living with me in our four bedroom house. I'm just trying to find out what it is. You don't help them with schoolwork. Not because you, not because uh, you don't have time, because you're incapable of it. Because you don't know how to do the work. I literally remember one time my our lollipop used to call me to help her with her homework, her math homework. Lollipop's not the best at math. Link is a little better at math. So she's, uh, and I'm like, okay, so I'm doing the homework with her. And I said, okay, just to make sure, check on the calculator. And there were multiple choice questions. Uh -huh. We're getting the answer. Her stepfather goes, all these are all wrong. Really? I said, but we checked it on the calculator, right? She goes, yeah, but he said they were all wrong. I was like, okay, yeah, okay. Her teacher reaches out and says, Lollipop got, Lollipop got a zero on her last homework. And I'm just, I, it's unusual for her to get, be that, do that poorly. I was like, oh, well, just some situations happen. I'm, I'll make sure that she gets taken care of. For, but for some reason, I guess they had an issue with me helping her with her homework. They just said, decided to just erase all her answers, put different answers that were wrong answers, just out of spite. You know, and I'm just like, yo, you, these people tripping, man. So it's... Uh, so I'm like, so I was like, Hey, so, you know, so I'm like, Link goes, yeah, it sounds like she wants to be us to be there 24 seven. I'm like, huh? Okay. Well, okay, that's strange, but it is what it is. And so I said, well, what do you want to do? Link goes, well, I ain't trying to go nowhere. I'm good. I'm good. Exactly where I'm at. I was like, you told your mother? He said, yes. In a heartbeat. 
as lollipop she goes i don't know what don't you know well i don't look you know i don't care nothing about no feelings if you want to live with your mother live with your mother you want to live here live here it ain't it ain't that deep for me yeah so so um she should be the logical turn, choice so she turns around she goes well for real for real um i'm excited about having you know my own room and or not having to share a room with a baby and i i don't want to live without coco buff so i'm like okay well enough said you know but i'm like but then i had to give her a lecture because i'm like yo you can't make decisions based off of how you feel other people are going to feel about your decision because at the end of the day god willing you'll bury me so I, you'll live much longer than I will. I'm not going to be there to hold your hand for every decision you have to make. You have to live your life. Mm-hmm. So, um, so she was like, yeah. So I was like, well, you know, when it comes down to it, we're going to talk to your mother and then we're going to make a decision. But you got to make sure that you're firm on your decisions. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, um, but, you know, I gave them like kind of like some life lessons. But Here's why I say my ex-wife is not a candidate for somebody who my children should be living with at this moment. So my ex-wife, one, has never been able to keep a job. The longest she ever had a job was a year. I've known her since I was 16, 17. I'm 33 now. That's the story of her life. So that's firstly. Secondly, my ex-wife, my daughter had to, our daughter had to change schools three times in 12 months due to her volatility. How she's so all over the place. Thankfully, when she changed schools the first time, my son was still in his school district. My ex-wife picked up and moved to a city that, for those who may listen to us that don't live in Virginia, moved to a city in Newport, called Newport News. That's across the Hampton Roads Bridge Tunnel. It is the worst traffic area in Hampton Roads. It's not even a question. Why? Because she said the rent was cheaper. Zero. She was paying $8.50 a month at her place in Virginia Beach. Mm-hmm. She pays $8.90 a month at the Newport News place plus a water bill. <laughs> so she literally increased her expenses about $150 a month for no reason. So then what else does she have? Again, drinking problem. She abandoned our children and her children to get some penis. My children have never had that story with me. My children, if I was talking to a girl or, you know, having relations with a girl, my children didn't even know about it. The only girl they've ever met is the Duchess. 
because you don't want to put them through no situation to where if you were talking to multiple women that they have to be introduced to multiple women. It doesn't make any type of sense. It just it just shows confusion. It's like it's always a new person every time. What you you know what? It wasn't even about that. I don't want to see you when I'm with my kids. That's what it was. My kid, my time with my kids is my time with my kids. It's not time for us. So I'll see you on Monday. That's just what it was. Sorry. And I didn't care. And I dealt with it for four years. I did not care. And I would have dealt with it for four or five more. It is what it is. So why else? So again, because of my ex-wife's volatility, my ex-wife currently lives with her sister. There's nothing wrong with living in a relative. I've lived with relatives. Zeros live with relatives. You know, when you fall on some hard times, but she has her and her four children all sharing one room. One room. One room. Nah. Five people. One room. One mic. One life. <laughs> By myself. One pillow. One pillowcase. Yeah, one pillow. One pillowcase. One twin size mattress. One box frame. One bed frame. Shoot, they By have myself. To, yo, they'll have to wait, wait, what? <laughs> By myself. And, Just and, me. And you're not you're not by yourself if you're sharing a bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yo, they have to, yo, they gotta sleep like a pack of hot dogs. <laughs> yo, they got they can't even sleep, they can't even sleep head to foot, they gotta sleep shoulder to shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> to, to, to their defense, to their defense, to her defense, it is one room, but there are three beds in there. I'm like, I might as well put some bunk beds in there and call it the county jail. <laughs> it's like, yo, we're going to have to fight for the top bunk. <laughs> the heck? But I'm just saying, like, that's the situation she's in talking about, oh, yeah, they, they should live over here in Newport News for no reason. <laughs> Just okay. because, no, so just because she wants them, not because it's what's best for them, because she it's wants them. She why? Okay. Why does she want them? And, and she never said that. I'm just saying it. I'm saying it for her. Uh-huh. Why? 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 Why is that? You want to know something crazy? So we had an arrangement, and I ended up. Uh, I went to court, and I'm still waiting on the court date or whatever. But my, we transferred the custody. We had everything written up, drawn up. Um, things of that nature. I, I told my ex-wife, I said, hey, I know you don't have a job. Your husband is gone. He's, you know, he's locked up or whatever. Um, I'll look out for you for a little bit. So, but come January, that child support need to go away. She goes, that's fair. That was in October. Ladies and gentlemen, 
she's still getting money. Not gonna say how much it is, uh-huh. but it's a it's a good chunk of money. Zero. My ex-wife has not bought my children clothes, has not bought my children food, hasn't sent a dime over here to give them for groceries, nothing. But she's collecting a check from me for them. Why does that make me angry? It's child support, whatever. But it makes me angry because because of one reason. I'm doing everything for these kids. And then come to find out, the Duchess says to me, "Um, you still paying her child support? I was like, yeah, I got to make it to the courthouse. I was like, you know, um, I said, every time I go there, I'm waiting for hours. And, you know, I just don't got that kind of time. Mm -hmm. She goes, well, why does she call it and turn it off? I said, what do you mean? She was like, yeah. She was like, yo, I did it with my ex. All you do is call them. They say, well, look, if you cut it off, you got to go back to court if you ever want to turn it back off. She's like, okay, that's fine. That's literally all they say. And it's off the next day. So this wow. chick has been collecting a check for me for eight months. When all she had to I can't cut it off. I had to go to court. I paid $50 to get this thing cut off. Because that's how it works in Virginia. But she can do it with a free phone call. She knows she don't deserve that money. There might be women over here like, oh, well, you know, it's child support, this, that, and the other, da, da, da. She don't have my kids. I didn't complain when she had my kids, even though she wasn't doing nothing for my kids. I didn't complain. It's a cost to do business. But when you don't have my kids, and I do it out of courtesy because you were struggling, and then you sit here and take advantage, like, yo, if my children would have came to me today and both of them would have been like, I don't know what we want to do. I promise you I would have made that decision for them. You're living with me. You don't have no choice. Why don't you have a choice? Because I said so. Because this shit collecting checks and she ain't doing nothing for y'all. My Duchess has, got, has given more money, has bought more shoes, bought more clothes than my ex-wife has, and my ex-wife gets money from me for that reason. The kids just got $200 worth of shoes not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Couple, couple, maybe last month, month before. Those are all the new shoes they got. If you're struggling, you struggle. It is what it is. But, dude, you can't, you're not going to struggle with my dime. It's not going to happen no more. You know what I'm saying? I'm not playing nice no more. It's just what it is. And that, you know, and, and I, and I promise, I promise, I promise you, if she, when I have this conversation with her, which will be tomorrow, uh-huh. it's going, it's going to be like, look, 
You either make that phone call today. I don't even care that we got a court thing, that we're waiting on the court thing. Make the phone call today. I promise you're going to pay me every dime back. And it's going to get ugly. Because like, I don't like being taken advantage of. So that goes back to what pisses me off in the first place. Somebody who's done nothing, who's done nothing their entire lives, expects for me to cut them a check for the rest of the time that my children are under 18, just because. She don't got to do nothing. Oh, well, she had the kids. That's fine. And she had them, but she ain't got them no more. This ain't I like this ain't this ain't no life. All right, you 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 got a deposit. You put two deposits in. Lincoln Lollipop Thomas, you put two deposits in. You cannot, those deposits ain't big enough to be withdrawing 14 and 11 years later and think that your balance ain't due, especially the interest I paid. The interest I paid on that loan. Oh, I've been paid that thing off. And that's dead now. You sitting there thinking that just because you're you, that you can collect a check from me for the rest for the rest of the time that they're under the age of 18. Don't even make no sense. You run around child support court all the time with every every ex that you got. Just to get a few more dollars. But you ain't doing nothing for these kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, like even my kids are like, yo, how much money, how much money you get? One time they was like, my son, how much money you get mommy? I told him. He goes, oh man, that's a good, that's a lot of money. I said, yeah, I know. It comes out of my check. She don't got to chase me for it. It comes right out of my check. Well, I wonder why we didn't get that much for Christmas. You know what? What that sound like, man? Yeah. Sound like you just taking that money and doing what you want with it for yourself, and not what child support is for to support the child. Well, who, who, she might be pay, using it to pay bills, and that's fine. But get a real job. She has a real job now, but you ain't got these kids now. Yeah. And like I said, she over here, she she binge drinking and doing all kinds of reckless stuff, sleeping all day, all night. Like, no, nah, that's dead. My kids ain't never experienced that with me. That's all they've ever experienced with their mother. But the court, for some reason, knowing that, believed that it was okay for the kids to have shared custody. You know, and then also she's been, she's trampled all over the shared custody. Why do I say that? Because she's not supposed to legally, she's not supposed to change my kid's school without me knowing and she's done it three times. At least. Yeah, there's... <laughs> so it is what it is, man. Like, I'm not, that's why I'm saying I'm not playing nice. And that's why I'm saying I'm pissed off because it's an entitlement that so many people have. It's like, yo, I, why I got to work to pay your bills? Like, that don't make sense. Why I got to work to pay your bills. You know what I'm saying? If your name isn't, we already went through this. Your name is not the list of names I said on another previous episode. You don't, you, you don't, you don't need to get nothing from me. 
so you know but like i said she didn't have that conversation she damn sure didn't call me to have that conversation so guess what tomorrow morning i'm calling and having that conversation and it's dead it's dead after that and it's like oh you know i might sound like a tyrant so what i don't care I know I'm what's best for my kids. I've always been what's best for my kids because I'm debonair and I take that serious. Y'all think it's just a word. It ain't no word for me. It's a lifestyle. I am the best option. I am always the best option. I'm my brother's best option. I'm my sister's best option. I'm my duchess's best option. I'm my best friend's best option. I am the, I'm the best option. Next to God, I am the best option. Nobody's going to do for y'all what I do for y'all. Not a soul. And I mean that. So it's just like, yo, it is what it is. If, that, if, that, if, if that's the way I got to get, it's the way I have to get. Because playing nice has cost me tens of thousands of dollars for no reason. Me and my ex-wife got divorced because she cheated on me. I didn't do nothing wrong, but yet I got to pay for it. So can't nobody tell me that I don't give a damn when nobody say who listens to his episode or who listens to, or who uh, now when it comes out or years from now, it just, it is what it is. And, and, you know, and back to the work thing, we got some people at my job at my current job who's just like, man, I'm having a bad day. I'm having a bad day, so I'm whatever. We only got an hour left. We only got two hours left. I can chill for two hours. I was having a bad day too. And I was like, man, I, I, have a, I had a goal that I wanted to hit. And guess what? I, I hit the goal. I hit the goal uh. right at the buzzer. And, get, and then guess what happened? The, the, the sale that put me on the goal today, decided to return the stuff. Damn. But guess what? Still hit my goal. Still hit my goal today. And made up for what I for what got returned yet uh, this that uh this morning. So I'm like, yo, like nobody's gonna stop me no more. Nobody's gonna stop me no more. Like Aston Media is gonna be a billion dollar company. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like um, you have you have so many people in this world with a sense of entitlement just because they feel like they are who they are. I don't think that I'm debonair just because I'm debonair. I think that I'm debonair because first of all, I created it. I didn't create the word debonair, but what I mean by that is I created it as far as like literally Literally, you type in debonair on Facebook, my name pops up. Literally, I'm not even joking. Everybody, people tell me, oh, you know, my, my mentor, he was like, oh, you know, if you don't be debonair, you know, he was like kind of breaking it down for me. I say, yeah, you, you're, you're 100% right if I was talking about the word. It's a brand for me. It's a life, it's a life for me. Nobody, think, nobody don't think about the word. It, matter of fact, everybody who know me, when they, think of, when they think of me, they think of that word. 
He was like, oh, I don't got it. He was like, man, he was like, I'm a, he was like, I'm debonair. I don't got to call myself debonair. I said, no, you don't. You never have to call yourself debonair. And neither have I. But guess what? I want that word to be associated with my name. You ain't worried. You, you okay with being called handsome. You okay with being called successful. I don't want to be called none of that. I just want to be called debonair. That's why I'm the Duke of debonairness. Because guess what? Debonairness for me compiles all those things. But like I said, I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and you know I'm I mean I've been ranting and stuff like that because I'm just tired of people with this sense of entitlement thinking that they could just get up. Oh, I work at McDonald's and yeah, McDonald's a billion dollar company, but I should get paid fifteen dollars an hour because it's a billion dollar company, not because I work hard. But because you think you got the money to pay me that much, and it's like okay, they they do got the money, so what? Did you earn what it is that you believe that you can get that you need to get paid? And then what they say, what's what's the phrase? You don't get paid what you are worth. You get paid what you have the leverage to negotiate. So okay, negotiate your terms. Why should you get paid $15 an hour at McDonald's? Because I do A, B, C, D, E. Okay, you know what? We feel like that. And, you know, most uh, jobs like McDonald's, they ain't going to do that. Yeah. So, but if you feel that you're worth $15 an hour, then go, go find you a $15, excuse me, a $15 an hour job, a $30 an hour job, a $90 an hour job, $150 an hour job. If it's not a job, start your business and make sure that whatever you're doing is going to pay you $15 every hour. What's that over eight hours? Uh, 15, 15 times, that's $120 a day. Make sure you make $120 a day. On your side hustle. You know what I'm saying? And it's just, that, like, like that's how I want people, that's the way I want people to get out of this. Like, if you believe that you're worth something, act like it. And I don't mean act like it, like fake it till you make it. I don't believe that. I'm saying like, no, nah, I'm worth I'm worth a hundred grand because I got a hundred thousand dollar work ethic. I'm I'm worth people over here. Oh, Floyd Mayweather, he getting a hundred million to pay to fight Jake Paul, or or not Jake Paul, the other one, Logan Paul. So you ain't been you ain't been doing what Floyd been doing. Exactly. You ain't, he ain't just, he ain't just you, get up out of bed and said, I want to fight somebody and got paid a hundred million dollars. Floyd always in shape. Floyd run. Floyd spars. Floyd does all this other stuff. You ain't, man, man, I can't believe LeBron James get paid all the money to dribble the ball. So? He put in the work to be able to do that. I can't believe Patrick Mahomes getting paid fifty million dollars a year to throw a football to people. And you so? know what's so funny? And you know what's so funny about all those all those things that you said. Everybody always makes it sound like it's the most minuscule thing that anybody can do, as if they didn't work hard their entire lives to get to the point to where 
they can get paid over a hundred million dollars to be doing what it is that they're doing. It's always it's it's always somebody that is always somebody that <laughs> wants to open their mouth and be like, oh, they're all they're getting paid this much to only do this. Well, you but it's just like fans. You always see the finished product. You never see what goes on behind closed doors or after hours to where they actually have to put in that work in order for them to stay in top condition for them to be able to earn the money that they that they've earned. It wasn't just given to them. It was Mm -hmm. that they earned it through the hard work that they got. It's like Mm -hmm. folks, even folks at um, smaller jobs is like you think they just gave you a raise because just because no, you. It's like you earned that raise. You are is like because you put in the work to do what it is that you needed to do in order for you to get that paid. Now it may not be what it is that you want, but the fact of the matter is, you put in. He's like you did what it is that you needed to do in order for you to get that, and then possibly more down the line. People, you have to like. That and it it seems like it just goes back to what you said earlier about the sense of urgency and the sense of entitlement type of thing. It was like it's like you think that they were just entitled to this money. No, they had to they had to bust their ass. They had to bust their ass just like everybody, just like everybody else that wants to make it out of the situations that they're in in order for them to make what it is that they made. They didn't just, they didn't just, um, they didn't just wake up being able to just do all of this, and they didn't. They don't just wake up to just maintain. They they wake up every day, probably like two, three, four o'clock in the morning, just to make sure that they got everything down so that they can stay at that top level. And it's always the folks that don't know how to get to that, who don't know how to get um off of uh off they ask to begin with that wants to criticize the folks that that are at the highest level. My thing, especially people who criticize, like, I remember this girl I know, she was like, I can't believe that these ball players get paid more than teachers and doctors. I said, of course they should. She goes, I don't understand. Why, why would, they're not saving lives and this and the other, which first of all, you don't know um, if, a kid, a kid who goes to a basketball court to work to practice his his uh, his LeBron moves, except for getting tied up in gang violence. Yeah, they do save lives sometimes. Not in the sense where you where a police officer, fireman, or a doctor may, but they mm-hmm. do save lives. But um, let's just let's I said let's just break this down. Who pays a teacher? She goes, the government. I said, who pays the NBA player? Who plays LeBron James? She goes, the team owner. I said, okay, how much money does the government make off the teacher? She goes, I don't know. I said, okay, answer zero. Well, or no, I don't want to say zero. I didn't. I said that then, but I, I'm saying this now. Mm-hmm. Whatever their tax bracket is. Okay. So, if an average teacher gets paid, let's say, 
I don't know, 40 grand a year. I think it's less than that, to be honest. I think so. I think too. it's I think it's closer to 30. So the average actually matter of fact, I think the average teacher gets paid roughly $15 an hour. So let's just put it to you that way. $15 an hour is $32,100 a year. Hmm. $31,200 $31, a year. I'm sorry. So $30,000, $31,000 a year. Taxes, they probably pay in taxes. And I'm not talking about whatever people be talking about when it comes to, oh, they take all this money in taxes, but they count, they count in health insurance and other stuff like that in taxes. In taxes, they yeah. probably, they're probably in, I want to say the 17% tax bracket, maybe 20%. So let's just say 20%. 20% of $31,000 is $6,200. Mm. Okay? That's what the government... So the government is actually in a negative because of the teacher. Because they're putting out thirty grand, they are getting back six. Okay? Mm. LeBron James makes, I think, $34 million a year. Yeah, I think so, somewhere or other. LeBron James is probably responsible for 50% of the NBA revenue. I'm not talking about the Lakers revenue, the NBA revenue, which is about $6 billion. So let's say, let's say, and we're not talking about Nike, what he makes for Nike, what he makes for all his other endorsements. Let's just, we're just talking about NBA money. So, but let, let's just say LeBron James is responsible for 1% of the NBA's revenue. Probably worth a little bit more. Actually, no, I'm around. I'm, yeah. That is what? Let's say 10%. All right. Because it's easier math for me. That is $300 million. Mm-hmm. So what's paying the dude $30 million who's making you 300 That's why they get paid so much, you imbecile. People in the entertainment business always get paid more. People in the sales business always get paid more. Why? Because they create revenue. And their pay, their salary, is based off of the revenue they create. Because you're not going to pay... Uh yeah yeah a uh, salesperson isn't isn't going to get paid the same salary as the guy who cleans up the shop. That wouldn't make any sense because is the it, guy who cleans if, up if the I, shop doesn't now, make on, any hold money hold on, for you. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Some salespeople might get paid that though. 
<laughs> yeah. if, you trash, if you trash, you might get the, 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 the shop cleaner might get paid more. More, <laughs> as he should, but, as he should, because if you ain't creating no revenue, and that's your job to create revenue, I, I could pay this dude ten dollars an hour, and my building stay clean. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow, you can't even get one person to sign a deal on a car. <laughs> yeah, or you know, or whatever they're selling, you know. So it's just like, all right, well, and you and then usually those people fizzle out in sales. So it's just yeah. like, you know, and then they end up doing the janitor job. So it's just like, yo, th- that's that's how it works. That's how the that's how life works, that's how the world works. You get paid based off of what you produce, as you should. If you mm. now don't get me wrong, there are students, there are teachers that teach students that produce at a high level. But guess what? You only in that student's life for if for the most part a year, nine months. Yeah. You think that you know? You think that I mean? I'm not saying that they made that that they have made no impact. But you think that when they um, when they got a multi million dollar company that you make that much of an impact that you should get a percentage of whatever every student that the teacher that uh that that the teacher taught every, like they should get a, a revenue based off of that mm-hmm. no unfortunately you're a government worker and that's how that's how it works you know what i'm saying so it's just like hey it's, it's just what it is you know just like you know my, my myself you know my my job makes way more money off of their products then I make off of their products, but the more I sell, the more I get paid. That's just what it is. That's just a fact of life. So, um, and like I said, the sense of entitlement where it's like, oh yeah, I should just get paid just because I work here. Yeah. Well, well, well if that's the case, I don't, you don't have to work here. You know, like... Okay, we'll find somebody else who, who's gonna, and a lot of jobs do that. All right, well, you don't wanna work here, then that's fine. We'll just find somebody else. And actually, we'll find somebody else. We'll have you train that person. And when that person gets up to speed, we're gonna go ahead and let you give you your, we, we, we your termination you, papers. <laughs> your, your two minute notice in the, in the, in the universal quit box. <laughs> yo yo ain't that ain't that something when you, you train the person that you have no clue that they're replacing you <laughs> yeah that's what they'll do that's what they'll do oh my goodness oh yeah and you giving them all the tricks of training you like yeah yep. hey and you, you do this and you do this yeah you're gonna go in but you forgot you but the, here's the funny thing you was doing that before and you stop doing that. That's why that person's here to replace you. Yep. Because you no and, longer add value. And if they do it more efficiently than you, oh my goodness, they can't wait to get rid of you. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, pew. You ain't never gonna see a nigga pew like you gonna be pewing out of that guy. <laughs> you ain't never gonna see a nigga be fired like you gonna be fired. <laughs> Yo, fire with the quickness, man. You know, and it's just, it's um, it's it's a sense of that's an entitlement that people have, and um, and you have, I said, you have so much. Like you know, my my our sister, our sister, 
you know, she, 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 um, she had some personal issues, um, did some things, got in trouble. She came, she came home and freaking put in some damn work. And now she has a good paying job, you know, saying, making, making good, making pretty decent money. And most people who go to go do dealt with what she's dealt with. Go back right back either to either either go back to whatever got them in trouble in the first place or sit there and be like man there ain't no jobs out here man they ain't got this going on they ain't got that going on the economy no you're the you're the problem you're the problem i'm not saying that we that people ain't set up for failure sometimes yeah because in all honesty she's still set up for failure but she ain't gonna let herself fail that's the difference and she is large, so that's a downside. Definitely, one hundred percent. And you know what I'm saying. And it's just um, like I said, man. It's it's like it, I I love it, man. I love it because we get to have these conversations, and and it's like, yo, you know, like I said, go if you feel like you're worth whatever, man, go get it. Yeah, like go get it, man. Stop acting like people owe you something. Nobody owe you nothing, man. Nobody owes you anything. Your kids, your mother, your father, your best friend, your mentor. Don't know none of them people owe you anything, man. You owe it to yourself. You owe it to yourself. That's who owes you. Like the great American philosopher Eric Thomas said, in one of my favorite videos, you owe you. You owe you an explanation. You owe you. Like that's just what it is. Man, yo, yo, like nobody wants to make sacrifices. Everybody just want to do stuff just to have it. You know what I'm saying? Just be, oh yeah, I'm just gonna like no, nah, that's stupid. That's yeah. stupid. Like, you know, um, shoot, me, I'm gonna use myself for an example. I was 320, 320 plus pounds. And I was like, yo, all right, I gotta do something about this. I was writing in a notebook. I got the little red notebook in my drawer. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm going to lose 40 pounds. My friend, Big Mike, played in the NFL, former top five draft pick, says, yo, you, you, you know, I can help you with that. I said, all right, bet. He was like, yeah, you need to come on this air bike. <laughs> I was like, all right, bet. He was like, man, the air bike going to kill you. I, didn't I say I bet I'm coming? Why are you going to ask me and then tell and me? And then try to discourage me. Yeah, I'm coming. It's like, dog, if you don't want me to come over, just say so. <laughs> so, and I love Big Mike. I love Big Mike. And, you know, once we get settled with the house, I'm back at it. Um, but, you know, but I'm not waiting to work out. And I'm just using this one example. I lost 63 pounds in five months. That's roughly a little over 12 pounds a month. 63 pounds. What did I do? I stopped eating junk. And I'm not going to act like I didn't eat anything, but I literally yeah. cut I literally cut sugar out. I didn't do I did a 100-day challenge, no sugar for 100 days. I literally all I ate was the only thing I thought of that was actually real food that I cuz um cuz the the place that I was living at, at the time was roach infested, so I never cooked there. Um but uh they so I was like, where can I buy real food at? Chipotle. 
I ate Chipotle every day, just about. I'm, I hate Chipotle now. I ate Chipotle so much. It was a sacrifice, though, because I would have much rather had a Burger King burger and multitude of other things. I cut out, I cut out soda. What, what is, what, what my favorite drink was Dr. Pepper. I cut soda out. I worked out every, I worked out every day. So here's what I would do. I would work out with Big Mike. I would get up at 5.30 every morning and drive 40 minutes to Big Mike's house. Sacrifice. 40 minutes to Big Mike's house. Work out with him for an hour on the air bike. We called it Lucille. When I, first time I worked out with Big Mike, we was on the air bike. He said, yo, we're going to do about 45 minutes. Okay, bet. Guess, 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 guess how long I lasted. Like 12. 18 minutes and 18 seconds. Jesus. I, I was done. I was so mad at myself. I said, I'll be back tomorrow. So Big Mike, because of who he is, calls the job. I was working at Cavalier Mazda at the time. Uh-huh. Calls the job, calls the general manager, goes, yo, JTD, the last 20 minutes. Okay. And so everybody was making fun of me. Man, yo, man, all right, man, yo, don't hurt yourself. I was like, no, nah, I'm going to. I'll be I'll be back I'll I'll be back tomorrow. Uh-huh. Are you crazy? You can't even do 18 minutes. I'll be back tomorrow. It's like stop trying to discourage me. I'll be back tomorrow. What well, what part of that do you not understand? Big Mike will see me tomorrow. Everybody was like, "Man, no, nah, you ain't gonna do it." So what did Big Mike do the next day? He called ahead again. JT did 30 minutes. JD JT then it turned into 45. Then it turned to an hour. Then we would do hour and a half circuits. I was burning 1,500 calories a workout with Big Mike. Oh, I didn't say the other stuff. I would come home and do Beachbody, Sean T, T25 every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. On top of working out with Big Mike every Monday, Tuesday, every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. On top of that, I was burning 2,000 calories a day. Sacrifice, no sugar. Y'all, I meant sacrifice, no sugar. Skittles, Starburst, candy, I love candy. Soda, I love soda. Sitting on my behind, I don't really do sitting on my behind a lot. I'm, I'm actually a pretty restless person. So I move around a lot. I don't exercise a lot, clearly. Y'all can, I mean, y'all can't see me from uh, the, 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 the chest down for those who may watch this on YouTube, but I'm, I'm, I'm a big guy. I'm a big guy. Not only, so I did that 63 pounds. So, you know, some things happened transitioning. I didn't, I, I kind of fell off the workout. I ended up getting with the Duchess. We started working out together. What did I do? I go to the gym, 5:30. play basketball, Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 6 30 to 8 o'clock. I started dropping, I started dropping away even more. I was in the 270s at the time. COVID happens. Yeah. Everything shuts down. I live in an upstairs apartment. I didn't want to disturb people downstairs. 
And sometimes it's it's a it's a weird thing for me because like I really don't want to disturb people downstairs because I know I've lived in a downstairs apartment. I know what that's like. So I've never I haven't been consistent with my workouts then since I have picked back up 40 pounds. I am 300 pounds. Let no 296 the last time I checked. Why? I stopped making the sacrifices. I started eating candy again. I started drinking soda again. I stopped burning 1,200 calories a workout. Now, look, it's hard when you're not. And then also we had the newborn baby. I can't be dipping for 40 minutes a day or, or well, 40 minutes going, 40 minutes coming. So I can't do that no more. But that doesn't mean that I can't push myself when I'm at home. But unfortunately, you know, I live upstairs and I don't, I don't feel comfortable doing that. You know what I'm saying? Doing the type of workout that I know I need to do. But now that we buy in the house, I ain't got no excuses no more. From June, from June to December, I, all this weight better be off. You got to make sacrifices. What are the sacrifices I make? I, to, to start Astro Media, I put a lot of money into this. To start this podcast, I, I didn't, I'm not going to act like I put a lot of money into it. It actually was very a lot more less expensive than I thought it was. But that's for what we're doing now. I'm going to have to put a lot more money into this to have us grow more and more. And I'm okay with that. Because I'm, I'm, I'm like, what, what, that don't even make sense. You, you sit here acting like you're about to get a billion dollars when you don't want to put no skin in the game. And that's what I did for a long time. I kept saying, I'm going to be a billionaire. I'm going to be a billionaire. How? You ain't going to do it working no job. And when you failed that business, you got scared to do go back into it. You got scared to make that sacrifice again. But now I did it. And it is what it is. And if I lose, I lose. Because guess what? I was losing anyways. What else is there? I'm losing anyways. I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm a loser and I'm homeless or whatever. But the way where I said I was going to be a millionaire by the time I'm 35, I'm 33. I got two years. But guess what? I promise y'all. I promise y'all I'm going to get mad close. If not, there in the next two years like i got i got tired of listening to people i got tired of you know i mean i was literally doing being somebody i wasn't and it, I, it was depressing me i'm like yo you know what i right, from here on out this is this is what it is i'm not i'm not entitled i'm not entitled i remember when i found i remember you know what nipsey hustle i'm not i never listened to his music never listened to his music Nipsey Hussle taught me I was entitled. How? I was like, man, that dude Nipsey Hussle put in a lot of work. And I cried when Nipsey Hussle died. Had nothing to do with Nipsey Hussle. What did it have anything to do with? I said, man, that dude died so young. My mom died so young. I wasn't able to give my mother the life that I promised her. 
because she passed away. And I, and I was 16. There was no way I could have. There's no way I could have given it to her. That's not, that's, it's nobody's fault. But because of that, I was like, man, I'm, I'm really spoiled. My, fr- uh, um, my friend, T.O., he's like, how are you spoiled? Look what you went through in life. I said, yeah, man, but my mother, my mother worked so hard at a minimum wage job. My mother, our mother worked at a Holiday Inn and then a Comfort Inn. And she was so good at her job, they promoted her in a couple months. Why should I think that I shouldn't work as hard as she did? She got promoted in like two, three months. That's how much of a beast she was. And and God, God rest my mother, man. God rest our mother. But if she was here, I'd tell her to her face, I'm way more of a beast than you are. So there's no reason. I got my beast from my mom. So why didn't I activate? So now it's activated. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's just what it is. But, um, but you know, it took me a while to get there because I was still trying to live the way people were saying I should live. Oh, you shouldn't be so de- demanding. You shouldn't be so dominating. No, my brother calls me, my brother called me a bear a grizzly bear. My brother Zero has called me all kinds of dominant animals. Time to act like it. My brother, he's called me a gorilla, a silverback to be precise. He's called me a grizzly bear, a Kodiak bear. He's called me all kinds of dominant animals throughout my lifetime. It's time to start acting like it. I don't take no offense to it. Matter of fact, when I took Japanese, he's the reason why I got my Japanese name. Kuma means bear. So it's just like, oh, all right, bro, it's time to act like it. You ain't timid. You've never been timid. Your entire life, you've never been timid. You let people intimidate you to be timid. And it was a struggle. It was a constant battle. This don't feel right. And ever since I was like, I, I'm going to do what feels right and not care what anybody says, there's been so many things that's opened up for me over the last year, two years. I, I remember last year, I said 2020 is going to be the best year I have in the last five years. I said, I've been living the same day for five years. Not the, sa- the same day. Everything was the same. Routine was the same. The, 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 the money was the same. Everything was mediocre. Nothing changed. Yeah, do things change? Yeah. Uh, I went to Chipotle instead of McDonald's. I went to Burger King instead of Chick-fil-A. I saw zero today, except for seeing uh, our sister today. I took a shower at nine instead of 10. Yeah, things change every day but you still live in the same life. 
And it's like, all right, bet. All right, yep, got it. Got it. All right, now it's, and I remember one of my boys hit me up. Man, this pandemic screwed everything up. This pandemic screwed everything up, bro. We, this is going to be our year. <laughs> what? What do you mean was going to be? You think because we in the house that I can't do nothing? Man, me being in the house motivated me so much, man. Oh, my God. I was like, yo, I ain't selling cars 2021. I'm done with the car business. I'm starting Aston Media. We doing it. We doing it. I'm going to be at home with my kids. We doing it. I'm going to create passive income. We doing it. I'm going to raise my credit score. We doing it. We put in work, man. You know what I'm saying? Like I put in a lot of work. I ain't let nothing stop me. All of a sudden, we getting stimulus checks. I'm like, oh, crap. Oh, crap. Stimulus checks? Stimulus check. Oh, what you going to do with your stimmy? Invest in it. Save some. Matter of fact, I really didn't save any. All I did was invest. I paid off debts. I was like, no, nah, I had a goal, and I'm going to do it. And I did it. And I'm, st I'm still working on it. I'm still not quite where I wanted to be, but I'm so much further than I was over the last five years during 2020. Because I didn't act like an entitled little brat no more. And I pray and everybody who listens to this podcast, whoever don't listen to it, it is what it is. Y'all ain't got to listen to it because me and my brother going to talk every week regardless. But y'all going to see this thing take off to a whole nother level over the next however, however, however long it takes. We already talked to him about building a studio for us. So it is what it is. Y'all gonna see us rise, man. And I'm like, we ain't playing no more. But anyways, I just went on a huge rant and my iPad's dying. <laughs> um, but, uh, but Zero, you got anything to add to that? No, nah, you said it all. Oh, man. So, yeah, man, we... um. We're gonna, be, we're gonna keep putting in work, keep producing. Um, one thing I, I one thing about the podcast I did get pissed off about before I, before we go as a parting shot, like the people who claim that they support us, like we need we need y'all to be as consistent as we are with giving out content. Whether if you care about the content, if it's something you care about or something you don't, like you know, we still need that support. Our last episode did not do very well. And our last three episodes actually have not done very well. We have lost some listenership and we need to get that back. I'm going to get back to putting, I don't post on social media a lot. I need to get back on doing that. Um, but like I said, it's a growing lesson. It's a, it's a growth lesson, but we're going we gonna to keep doing what we're doing. But the people who have been listening to us, we need you to continue to listen and um, and support us because we would do that for y'all. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean that's pretty much it. Um, I don't got no I don't got no real parting shots. I think the last 
15 minutes that I've been going off has been my parting shot. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, man, you know, again, those who have supported us, please continue to support us. We love you guys. We appreciate everybody who, who, who listens to the podcast, help us grow. Um, again, there's certain things that I need to do to make sure that we continue to grow. Um, but, uh, and I'll get the social media stuff out there. That's all I'll be working on this week. So that way we can continue to grow the podcast. Um, but yeah, um, this is the between the between brothers podcast. Amen. Y'all have a good night. God bless y'all. God bless.